You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. How many of you came ready? I feel like there are people who came ready. They came ready and you are the reason You are the reason why he's here. Yeah. You're the reason why his presence is so heavy and so tangible because you came ready. And he is sending his word to you who came ready. Amen. And I want to say this morning that I'm very much aware that the word he's given me is for someone or two people. It may not be for everyone. All right? If it's not for you at this moment, just put it somewhere and begin to intercede for other people here. Because God wants to do a deep work And you are going to be a part of it this morning. You're going to be there to help somebody else who needs a deep work in their lives. So the service, this meeting can go differently. It's okay. Amen. We are not here. It's not a routine just to come in and do the same things. We're here to meet with him. We're here because we know he has something to say and something to do. And he has something to do in the life of your sister next door. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Just lift your voice for a minute with me and let's just thank the Lord. And just ask him to speak. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to move in your life. I just want to hear you. I just want you to do a deep work in me this morning. Do what you have purpose to do. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm willing. Thank you, Lord. We are ready, O Lord. Your people have come ready to hear you. Speak to us, O God. Cause us to hear you clearly this morning. Bring healing, redemption, everything that you have purpose to do. Let it be done in that life. In every life that you have purpose to touch. Everyone that has come crying out to you. Do a work in them this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to move quickly. I don't think it will be a very long meeting. That's with me talking. I'm, I'm hoping I can stand right here. And finish quickly. <laughs> Yeah? Nah, it won't happen. But let's just try. (laughs) Just to get what he's given me. I, I, I put down notes and I want to take from my notes and just speak it. And then we're going to do some praying. Amen. And the word he gave me, initially I was like, huh? What's this? And up till when I was leaving, I was like, okay, Lord, is there no better way to put this thing? And I'll give you the word. He, he spoke to me. You know, the Bible says, he, you know, when you wake in the morning, he wakes you, awakens your ears to hear him. That's exactly how I heard him. That's exactly how I hear him. As soon as I open my eyes, I'm conscious of being here. He speaks to me. I'm not saying it happens every day. Sometimes I would have prayed before he speaks. Some other times as I'm waking up, I'm hearing his voice. And he spoke this word to me for you all. 
He says, <laughs> recover to recover. It's okay if you don't celebrate because it's confusing you a bit. <laughs> Amen. Recover to recover. He's already doing a thing in this house. Now the first recover in this title of mine, and I checked meanings as well, is to return to normal health, to return to normal mind, to return to normal strength, to return to who you are. That's the first recover. So this morning, he has spoken recovery to you. And that's what is going to happen for people here that need to recover. Recovering themselves. Hmm. The second recover is to regain possession or control of something stolen or lost. And he said to me, recover to recover. Recover yourself. Recover your strength. Recover your faith in God. Recover your trust in God. Recover your hope in God. Because there are people who are hopeless. There are people whose strength has waned. There's nothing. There are people who have no hope. You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. There's some sick people. And he's saying, you need to recover. Because there are things you have left. Follow for a while. There are things you should have done for so long. There's where you should have been by now. There's what you should have achieved, what you should have attained, but you haven't achieved or attained it because you need recovery. Lost faith. I'm telling you that people in the house, faith in God all the way down. As a matter of fact, you can be looking at me and just thinking, I don't know what else you're going to tell me. The very best speakers have spoken and I'm still where I am. It's not about that. It's about you crying out to God this morning. One man of God was speaking. He, I was listening to someone and he said he was praying, he was praying for a member of his church the guy had, you know, serious issues, you know, in the family. And as he was praying for him, he said, listen, I'm going to pray for you now. And so he closed his eyes. He was about to pray. And when he closed his eyes to pray, he just opened his eyes again just to look. And when he looked, he saw the guy just looking at him. Yeah. He's looking at him like, what, what new prayer are you going to pray that people have not prayed for me? What new prayer are you about to pray? First Samuel chapter 30. We're going to start reading from verse 1 Samuel 30, from verse 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burnt it with fire, and had taken captive 
the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but they carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. I'm going to read verse 6 and I'll stop there for now. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his son and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Hallelujah. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David put on strength. Now, we are in a position, there are people here, maybe nothing has been burned. Your house is still standing. It hasn't been consumed by fire. No one has been carried away. But you have experienced loss. You've experienced something in your life that has affected you to the point where you have no strength. Remember I said I'm talking to one or two people. The rest of you intercede for them. Yeah. Strength is gone. Because of what you have been through. No more strength to pick yourself up and to remember what God called you for. Abandoned ministries. Abandoned projects. Abandoned words from the Lord. But there's no strength. And this morning he's saying you're going to recover. Amen. Amen. You know I love that this, there's no video here, right? So anyone listening audio, they don't know what's happening right now. No strength. No strength. You can't find your faith anymore. You can't find your hope anymore. Sometimes you come into the house of the Lord, you hear the word, that's okay. But you're looking, you're like, uh, things have happened. The reason why you are in that position where it feels like you cannot get up again is because there's no more strength. And you need to recover strength today. Strength must be recovered. Amen. I want us to read Isaiah 52, verse 1 and 2. As we speak and as we hear God this morning, he will touch you. Are you following? It's okay. If the preacher can be crying, you'll cry. It's okay. Because he will do what he has purposed to do. He said, you will recover so that you can recover. Amen. So that you can recover the time yes. that you've lost over the years. So that you can recover everything that was taken from you. You will recover. Isaiah 52. Glory to God. 
It says, awake. Awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the city, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourselves from the bonds of your neck. O captive daughter of Zion. I'm saying, awake. Awake. Prevailing woman. Awake. You know, when God begins to speak a word to you, there's power in what he says. So when he says, awake, does it mean you've not heard that word before? When you were in that low place? Did you, have you not heard, wake up? Have you not been in a position where you were actually sleeping and someone says, wake up, wake up? You just woke up, but he didn't do much to you. But he's sending his word, saying to you, awake, O daughter of Zion. Shake yourself off from the dust. You have been in this dust for too long. You have been in this place of pain for too long. You have to recover. Today you recover. And we will pray for each other in a few minutes. I don't know, the meeting will go anyhow. Some years ago, not too long ago, I, I had um, surgery. It was the first time I ever had surgery, and it will be the last. Thank you. And when I had that surgery, it was a major surgery. The next day, I had a physiotherapist come in to the room. And when she came in, she talked to me and she said to me, I'm going to get you to stand up now and you're going to walk from the bed to the door. I didn't have a knee surgery. I didn't have a foot. I didn't, nothing wrong with my leg. Nothing. But she says to me, I'm going to get you to walk from here to the door. And I'm thinking, I, that's not a big deal because from here to the door, it's a hospital room. It's not that big. From here to there. And she says, are you ready? And I said, yeah. And then I got down. She says, take it easy. I'm like, okay. You know? And then when I stepped down, I found I couldn't even stand. Something major happened to me. I didn't even realize how serious it was. Why? They put me to sleep. When I got up, she held me and she says, let's walk. Can you walk? And then I couldn't walk. I was struggling to walk. I walked into that place. But I was struggling. I couldn't. I was holding her. I have a video of it. I'm not playing it today. And I struggled to walk. And I could not get to the door. You were there. I couldn't get to the door. The door was from here to there. And I walked only to that distance. And she says, you've done very well. And then I sat for a while. The next day she came, says, can we try getting to the door? I said, we can try. And I started again, walking slowly. What was I doing? I was recovering. I had just been through something major. But I had someone who knew what she was doing coming to help me recover. 
someone who was trained, someone who knew that for this woman to go back to her life, for this woman to be able to do the things she left behind, for this woman to be able to go back to her life and continue with her assignment, I need to be here to help her, to regain her strength, to know how to walk again, to recover so that she can recover. This morning, there are people here that needs a physiotherapist. There are people here who needs another person who will hold her hand and who will say, let's walk. Let's walk. And you are Rabba Jibalaba Doshteriandolomoshanda Yaraba. Receive your strength. Lida Boshte Kikatula Basende Yarada. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, I know something traumatic has just taken place in you. Let's go. I know, I know you've experienced something you've never experienced before. But let's go. Receive your strength and let's walk again. Let's go. And every day I got stronger. Every day I got stronger until I was able to walk by myself. I walked out of that hospital by myself. And today there are people. You see, one of the problems we have is that when we are going through stuff that needs another person to come and hold our hands and say, let's go. Where you need that professional, someone that knows what she's doing. You sit quietly in your little corner. Or you go to the other patients. You go to the people who just had surgery too. You go to the ones who need someone to help them walk. And you go there, you know... We say misery loves company, right? And then you go to someone who can't help you. And you are not gaining strength. Why? Because what you are saying to each other is not building your strength. What are you saying? You are singing the blues with each other. Where is it hurting you? Mine hurts here. Oh, but mine is on this side. And then you compare, you trade, and you want to let the person know your worst is, mine is worse than yours. Oh, your husband left you. Mine beat me before he left. Oh, oh, and she says, oh, he just beat you. I was in hospital for 10 days. And you are trading instead of finding a physio. Instead of finding someone who can say to you, let's walk. Instead of finding, and, and here I'm speaking, I'm not even talking about God right now. I'm talking about his servant. I'm talking about your sister. God anoints people to bless you, to help you, to strengthen you, to sharpen you. I've found people in their lowest place and they cut off from everyone. They cut off. How are you going to recover? How are you going to recover if you cut off? Okay, let me try read some scriptures. Hallelujah. Strength strength this morning we're praying strength strength recovery of your strength recovery of your faith recovery of everything you lost your hope recovery you are not even hungry again 
was a time you used to be hungry for the presence of God. You used to be hungry to come into the house of God. Now, now we have to intercede heavily so that you can show up. It means you need recovery. How is it that when you need recovery, you stay away from what will help you recover? Lord, help us this morning. Help us this morning. God is our refuge, He's our strength. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. You see, when we spent time in worship this morning, it was giving us strength. But while we were doing that, you know that there's some who won't even connect. Why? Because of what they are going through. Or just because they are just not in the mood. Meanwhile, that is where you are going to gain strength from. Let's go back to 1 Samuel. In verse 6, you can see that Samuel, the Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord. This man was in a situation with his men, 600 of them, where everything they had, family, taken away, and property burned. They were not in a good place. And they wept. Um, excuse me, nothing wrong with weeping. Nothing wrong whatsoever. They wept. And you have wept. And you have wept. And you have wept. But it's time to recover now. Yeah. Weeping may endure for the night. But joy has to come. I don't begrudge you your weeping. I'm not saying that you should not weep because we all weep when we are faced with difficulties. When we've had a loss, we weep. And they wept and they wept and even got to the point where the other guys were looking to stone him. So he had double trouble. Not only had they taken away his wives and children and, you know, goods and all of that, they also, the people who were remaining, were looking to kill him too. Because why am I in this situation? If you did not take us to go, would I have been here to fight? Whatever reasons. They were ready to stone him. But the Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. David began to think about this God that he serves. David began to recall how trustworthy God is. David began to recall how when he was faced with a giant, God just sorted that out. David began to recall how many battles have been won. And I'm thinking on that, he strengthened himself. He said, the Lord is my shield. The Lord is my refuge. He started encouraging himself in the Lord. He said, the Lord is for me. Who can be against me? He started strengthening himself in the Lord. He started recalling scriptures. He started recalling testimonies. And then he, he found that he, he was getting stronger. He recovered his faith in this God. He recovered his hope in this God. He recovered his trust in this God. While he was there, you know how I know he recovered because I mean, one minute he's crying, the next minute he's saying, bring me that effort. Come, let's inquire of the Lord. Let, let's, let's hear God. What is God saying about the situation? He was no longer in the place of weeping. Weeping had endured for some hours for him. 
I know that some of us, the weeping has been for some years. But today, today, you are recovering your faith again. And you are saying, hey, God, what are you saying? Before I go to the second part, because I, I'm, I'm led directly, clearly what to do in this meeting. And we're doing exactly that. In Hosea, it says, break up the fallow ground. Break up the fallow ground. And that's what we're going to do now. Because you see, I asked the Lord, I said, shouldn't we break it up before I even start speaking? Because I'm sowing seed here. You see, you can't break up the fallow ground. When you break up the fallow ground, you're getting ready to sow. So I'm thinking, okay, let me break. Let's pray first. Break up the fallow ground and then sow the seed. But I, you didn't instruct me that way. There are some things you needed to hear first. And then we break up the fallow ground. When you're thinking of fallow ground, you're thinking of ground that, yes, it was plowed, but it was left to itself. It was left for at least a year. Sometimes they leave it for as long as five years. I'm not an agric student, or I, I don't know much about agriculture. As a matter of fact, when I was in, just to deviate a bit, when I was in high school, just a story to tell you. In high school, when we were choosing our subjects, you know, in my school those days, they don't let you choose your subject. They, they, they choose what you're capable of. So even if you want what? Physics. And you're getting zero in physics. You will never do physics. So they gave me the good subjects, what I wanted. But they added something. They added a Greek science. And so a Greek science, so you either do a Greek science or home economics. I wanted home economics, but they said, no, you will do well with a Greek science. First day I went for a Greek science, we went straight to the farm. When I brought out the hole, they said, bring your holes and cutlass. Once they said, now you're going to dig ridges or something. That was my last class. <laughs> so I'm not, and, I, and I'm telling this story to say, it's not like I know a Greek that much. But I know that, because I read up, that for you, for your fallow ground, sometimes you leave it there for up to five years. You don't sow anything in it. You don't put anything in it. Guess what? Guess why they do that? It's to recover the ground. It is to recover the ground. So maybe you've been lying fallow for some time. But it's time to dig up that ground. Because you've been recovered. You've gotten used to being in that place. In, in, in that dry patched place. But God is saying you are recovered. You are recovered. Break up the fallow ground now so that we can start sowing seed into you. You are no longer in that place where you used to be. The ground has been treated. The ground, the nutrients, everything that is in it is boosted much more. Let me tell you, when you sow into a ground that was fallow for a while, when it produces, it produces far more and way more than it could have produced without being left fallow. So I'm saying to you this morning that, okay, it was terrible. The ground was patched. It was hard. You were in a bad place. But it's recovery now. And you need to break up the fallow grounds. Because there is seed that is coming into you. And you are going to produce way more. You will produce way more than you ever did before. It is for one of you. Maybe two of you. Don't leave it fallow anymore. 
Don't remain there anymore. Break it up now. And we're going to do that. Amen. We're going to stand up and we're going to begin to pray. It is time to break up the fallow ground. It is to, and you know, one of the ways you break up, I mean, from scripture, it is through repentance. It is you crying out to the Lord. It is you saying, I've been here too long. It is time for me to wake up again. I've been sleeping for too long. I've been weeping for too long. Morning came, but I refused. But Lord, this morning, let my heart be broken to receive your word. That's why some people came ready for the word and some didn't. Because the fallow ground needed to be broken up. Can we pray this morning? Let the fallow ground be broken up in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray. Pray this morning. Let every fallow ground, let it be broken up in the name of Jesus. This heart of stone, this patched ground, this ground that has not been able to take in seed, this ground that has not been able to receive in the name of Jesus, be broken up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. We're going to do something. I want us to pray for ourselves. I want us to be like that physiotherapist who is helping someone else recover. If you're here, you're saying, come, just come stand with me. We're not coming to the front, just where you are. We're going to come. And we're just going to help you walk again. We're going to help you with your recovery. Amen. We're starting it with prayer. Amen. If you're here, you need that. Just let's, as we're praying, lift your hands. We'll come to you. All right. So you see the people who are around you with their hands lifted. They need your encouragement right now. They need you to help to strengthen them. Strengthen their, their, their feeble knees. Strengthen them this morning. Come on, I want you to pray. If you see someone with hands raised, can you please go pray with them?
Jesus. Strength in the name of Jesus. Recover your faith. Recover your hope. Recover your trust in him. It's time for recovery. Hallelujah. We're going to be so specific now, even in praying for our sisters. We're going to speak a recovery of their faith. Because you don't know how the enemy, the things he does when he pushes and when he, you know, he opposes. And when you go through certain things, your faith is affected. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith. So if your faith has been tampered with, that means overcoming is out of the question. Your faith must be recovered. You see, because if you cannot recover your faith, you cannot recover your goods. You cannot recover what was lost. You cannot recover your assignment. You cannot recover what the enemy stole from you. Listen, I know that there's some losses. That isn't just, you know, if you look at 1 Samuel 30, the Bible says they took the people, the family, the children, the parents, but they did not kill them. That's not the testimony of everyone. Some of us have experienced loss. People who cannot return. But you see, the enemy is adding something. He has stolen something more from you apart from the, the person you lost. He's stolen your trust in God. He's stolen your faith in God. Because you prayed, oh Lord, do it. Lord, deliver. Lord, do. And something happened. And they still went. Oh, you trusted. Oh God, do this. And something still happened. You had a loss. And after that, you can't find faith anywhere. The enemy stole your assignment. Stole their people, destinies captured. Captured destinies. And what is happening now is yes, there was a loss, but he's taking more than that. You who is here and alive, you are not living. You he has taken your faith. And taking your passion. Taking your desire. Taking you away from your assignment. That's what you need to recover. Because you need to continue. Amen. Sometimes it may look like when we speak, it's because we haven't experienced loss. I have. Close to home. But I had to recover. Because the enemy had some of my goods with him. 
And I knew that I could not go into his camp to get what he had taken from me if I didn't recover. You have to recover. Your faith needs to recover. You need to start telling the Lord again, you are faithful. You are not a man that you will lie. You are fa- I believe you again. You're going to do that again. And maybe with one or two people. Nothing we're doing here is rehearsed. Nothing we're doing here is for show. What we are doing here is by instruction. You will take somebody, maybe the one who needs recovery, and like their physio, you help them start walking. But I want you to do something while they are walking. Can you give them the word? If you cannot dish out scriptures, can you pray for them? Can you declare an awakening of their faith again? You don't understand that there are people, people who creation is waiting for. There are people who are supposed to take cities, but they're unable to take it now because they need to recover. There are people whose destinies have been on hold because they experienced pain and loss. But God is saying, you must recover. You will recover so that you can recover. So if you can walk with them, just walk with them. Almost like your private small space where you're walking and telling them, you recover now. Your faith, your faith is still valid. It's the substance of things hopeful. You will see what God has said. There will be a performance of the things God has spoken to you concerning. You will speak to them and tell them, weeping men, joy for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Your joy has come. Your joy has come. Your restoration has come. Your restoration has come. You speak to them. You are like that physio. Helping someone who has not been able to walk for some time. Helping that one who has been crippled for some time. Helping that one who has been wounded for a while. And you're walking with them and saying, you can walk again. You know you can walk again. You know you can walk. Just take one step at a time. You can walk again. You can walk again. You are no longer going to sit in this place. You will not remain here. It's time now. It's time for the fallow ground to be broken up. We are breaking up your fallow ground now. You are coming out of this state You are coming out of this condition. You are coming out of this dry place. You are coming out of this place where you have been depressed. You are coming out of this place where you felt lost, lost for so long. You are coming out. Can you please find someone, hold on to someone, and let's do this. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see recovery. I, maybe someone should come stand here so you can see. I see people who have recovered. It's okay, your eyes might be red and swollen, but you've recovered. Your soul is healed. You've recovered your faith, your trust, your hope. Those three things he kept speaking to me. Recover your faith. Recover your hope. Recover your trust. As a matter of fact, even when we were worshiping, he said to me, tell someone, Trust me again. He said, 
we were worshiping, but I, I kept it because I knew I was going to speak on this, but it was a separate word. <laughs> he said to someone, trust me again. Trust me again. And see what I'll do. I see people who have recovered. I see people who are trusting God again. I see destinies that are springing up again. Mm. It was dark for a while, but light has come. Yeah? Yeah? Light has come now. It was dark for a while. Light has come now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Light has come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know we have a part B. You know we've only dealt with the first recover. But it says recover to recover. Do you know that the second recover is easy? The second recover is not difficult. David will not have gone about for the second recover if he didn't recover first. If the first recover didn't happen... If he didn't recover his faith and trust in the Lord again. If he wasn't strengthened. Because it's his faith and his trust that strengthened him. If he wasn't strengthened again. He would not have said bring me the effort. Let me hear God. So part B is easy. You've recovered. As you hear God now. What is he saying? Go and recover all. Let me tell you what has been happening. You've been hearing, I'm recovering, oh, I'm recovering, but you were not recovered yourself. You were still sitting there weeping and declaring that I'm going to overtake them. Overtake who? You are sitting, you are not pursuing. You haven't moved. But it's a condition that crippled you. But today, you have recovered. So it is time for you to go and recover all. It is time for you to go after it and to recover. And I'm declaring there is supernatural speed upon your life. Supernatural speed that will cause you to overtake. And everything that was stolen, the years that was wasted... I don't care how many years of your life was wasted. I'm speaking this morning. I don't care how many years of your life was wasted. We are saying there is a recovery in the name of Jesus. A recovery of your goods. A recovery of your destiny. Everything that was stolen. You pursue today. You have supernatural speed to overtake and you take what is yours in the name of Jesus. It is a supernatural act of God. It is not something you'll be reasoning with your head. Everything that was yours that was taken away, we declare right now a recovery in the name of Jesus. Because we have recovered our faith in God. Because we're back to the place where we believe him for the unimaginable. Where we believe him for the supernatural. Where we believe him for the extraordinary. Because we're in that place where we believe that he can use us again. He can use us again. Because we're there. We recover all. 
even the time that you were a slave to sin. Even the time when you were a slave to Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's saying even that you recover. That's incredible. That's incredible because he's speaking to someone. He says even when Pharaoh was over you, you were a slave to him. Where he had enslaved you and you were living your life according to his dictates. But he's saying to you, now that you have recovered, I have put fire on your tongue. And you will go to the enemy's camp and you say, give me the gold. Because that's exactly what the Israelites did. They went to the ones who had been their masters. They went to the ones who had tortured them. They went to the ones who had enslaved them. And they got to them and said, give me the gold. Madam, the one you wore last night, I want it. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Don't keep anything behind. It doesn't matter. Even if I was your slave yesterday, I am no longer your slave today. I'm a free person today. And so I require that you give me everything you took from me. You took my years of joy. Ah, my years of joy. I collected back in the name of Jesus. Everything you took. Everything you collected from me. Those guys had no say. When you're a slave, you have no say. Whatever they ask you to do, you do. You jump. Everything they say do, you do. But today you are recovering. All those years of slavery. All those years when you were sitting there and they were commanding you, you are recovering it. All you need to say is give me back. Are you going to ask him to give you back? Give me back. And I hear mama shouting here, seven folds. She's not ready to just collect. She says, you will give me seven. You will give me seven folds. Give me back. Give me back seven folds. Give me back seven folds. Give me back seven folds. Return it. In the name of Jesus. Everything you stole. Everything you took, everything you come and dare to yourself, give me back. You're not hearing this morning. We will end, but let's be in here for now. I'm telling you, there are people, will you hear me this morning? I'm not picking on you or anyone, but whose marital destiny was like stolen. Are you hearing? Who? But you go and collect it back. Do you know how I know it was stolen? Hmm. Now you're saying, oh, thank God he wasn't, I didn't get married to this person. He was the wrong person. He was the wrong person. Excuse me. Why was the enemy always bringing you the wrong person so you don't see the right person? Always. It's like a camouflage. He will bring you someone to stop you from seeing the right one. I'm speaking to someone. It's just that I, I don't want to go and point her out. But she knows I'm speaking to her. Because you were so invested in this one wrong person that you missed the right one. And it was on purpose. The enemy gave you something so that you can miss what he has for you. But you are recovering it back. We're recovering it back, even that. 
There's speed now. There's speed now. There's speed now. Because you are recovering. I feel like having a separate meeting to say some things to single people. Because there's stuff happening here inside me concerning you for recovery. For recovery. It's happening now. There's speed now. There's speed now. You better receive it. (laughs) There is speed now. Don't be like that man that the pastor was praying for and he was just looking at him because he has heard it before. Be it unto you. Just be, if you believe, you receive. There's speed now. I said this to my sister and it wasn't about her. I was just telling her because it came to me. I said, you know, God has started something in our church with the single people. I told her, I didn't tell you. I said, with the single people, now is the time for them. And she caught it. When I said it, she felt it. She felt, hmm, you are right. I didn't say it to you, but I'm saying it now. At the unction of the Holy Ghost. By that unction. The same unction he gave me years ago. When I declared there will be no barren. Is that same unction now. Speed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We receive it. Lord, we receive now. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 I told you once that when is your turn, what did I say you're going to do? You overtake. Oh, Jesus. One time, the Lord spoke that to me and I told her. I didn't, I'm saying it now without knowing we're going to read the scripture. The Lord told me that when your time comes, you overtake. You overtake all of us that have been on this journey for a long time. The ones that have been counting coins to make things happen. You overtake. And the things we're trying to learn you would have known already. Still on this woman. Was it last week or a couple of weeks ago we had marriage seminar? Last week. And we talked about the real power couple. And we talked kingdom. It wasn't a plain kiss your spouse. It was you knowing why you are together kingdom couple. Now you are going to overtake because there were people that did not even know that they were there for the purpose of the kingdom, that they are together for a reason. But you will overtake because when you meet your guy you are both kingdom people. You already know what you are looking for. You will move quicker than the rest of us. People who were there and living our lives recklessly Behaving anyhow in our marriages because we do not realize that we are kingdom people. This was a kingdom marriage. We were there to advance the kingdom. We learned it after 20 something years. Some people learned it after 30 something years. But before you enter, you would have overtaken us. Amen. Let's try and stop now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every
everything you have said to us today, we receive it. It is not the word of any man. It is your word. And I've seen men that spoke and you even backed up what they said. How much more when the very mouth of God has spoken. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's give him thanks. Let's bless his name. Let's bless his name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.